How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. We are part of the Across the Board Sports Podcast family. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, I want to be quick because we got a king on today. <laughs> but uh, I just want to tell everybody thank you. Uh, the quarterback rankings in the NFC East, 2,500 shares. The O-line rankings just uh, went over 3,000 shares. So keep uh, looking for that. We're going to do D-line rankings on uh, Cowboys Wire. I'll have it written out tomorrow, finished, and it, and then KD will edit it and bring it out. So thank you, guys. I really appreciate that. Man, 3,000 shares, 2,500 shares. How does it feel, Mike? As not, the Jabril Cox 14,000 got me verified. So that one was like mind blowing, but forgive me. Do you see who we have on? I did he pick over here? That's who I am. It don't matter. Let's go. <laughs> yes, Mike, you kind of spoiled it there. You can find you on Twitter at CD Piglet. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, guys, here we are with episode two of Cowboys Beef. Again, guys, I'd like to remind everyone what this series is about. We bring a fan on of the Cowboys to talk about how long they've been a Cowboys fan the past season, what they think of the Cowboys future, and of course, their Cowboy, their Cowboys beef. This week, we have Cowboys fan and content creator. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Foots the King. King, how are you? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, just excited to get into it, man. Camp is around the corner. Let's talk some ball. Yes, yes. sir. Before we start talking ball, Foots, where can we find you on Twitter, sir? So I'm on Twitter at Foots the King. Um, I'm always coming with some crazy hot takes. I know that may get me in trouble <laughs> at times, but, you know, Cowboys Twitter is fun. Uh, either they love you or they hate you, but as long as they have an opinion of me, it's all good. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, Foots, you have a fan here. It's uh, Mr. Jack and Angie Meeker. They said, Foots, look forward to the show. So appreciate you bringing your fans with us, man. Oh, no, for sure, man. Anybody, listen, anybody who's, you know, showing love or, or just been supporting me, it's, it's all love, man. We we all part of the nation, all part of the family. So I'm into talking sports. Like, I could talk sports all day. I go to sleep talking sports, so it's cool. Yes, sir. Well, let's get after a foot. I'm curious, how, how did you become a Cowboys fan, and how long have you been a Cowboys fan? So my dad is the reason why I'm a Cowboys fan, and it was is I was born into it. He's from Beaumont, Texas. Um, his dad was a Cowboys fan. And it's one of those things where it's like if you were born into the fandom, it's like if your dad was a, I don't know, a Yankees fan. You're a Yankees fan. Like it doesn't matter where you live. You, you kind of do what your dad does. So that's how. And it just so happens that it's the best team in the world and the best fans. And <laughs> so it, it's cool. So that's really how I became a fan. All right, let's go through. Give me your uh, your favorite current Cowboy right now, and then give me your all-time favorite uh, for watching the team. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, my favorite current Cowboy right now, I would probably have to say it was Zeke. Obviously, um, and, and Zeke is still up there, but I'm going to go with yeah. Micah. And the, the, here's, a, here's a reason. I got a, a Micah story. My biggest oh, issue yeah. with, with, with some of the uh, – the Cowboys is that um, in players that I don't know how much they really care when they lose or, or how like dogged up they are, their mentality. Well, I got a friend who played in the NBA. His name is Quinn Cook, one of my good friends. And this is an off the record story, but I'm going to give it to you guys on the record because you guys had me on so we could talk our talk. Quinn Cook, after the playoff loss, 
was hanging out with Diggs, Micah, back at Diggs' house. And Quinn told me, he said, man, you know, all the players were cool, you know, good man. But Micah was really, he was really upset about the loss. Like, he was really, like, it was really burning him up. He was like, you know, he really thought, like, yo, it got with us early, but we really a better team. So Micah just has that, that dog, like, he's really uber about it competitive exactly and i just feel like you need we we have too many flash we had too many flashy guys i believe that you need more of those gritty guys and in my favorite cowboy um it, it, i gotta go with tony romo it's between him and des but i was a huge huge romo fan just the story of tony um you know hanging on a basically hanging on by a thread on the roster to mm-hmm. coming in that I think that I think this his first game or his first preseason game was like Seattle. It was just a, a crazy game. He goes out, he makes plays. I, I may be wrong about that game, but then I remember it was the dress rehearsal game. Goes out, throws the ball well, makes plays, and it was like boom, he's special. And I that's the the criminal nature of of this Cowboys organization to me was in the the omen was never getting Tony a ring. That just hurt me. Cause he was so good and he made so many electrifying plays that I think the front office kind of sold him short in certain areas, but oh, yeah. th- those are my two guys. So Tony and Michael right now, as, think as, about Wedge Romo, would say, as Wedge would say on God, if they let Tony Romo and Dak go through this organization and do not get a super bowl criminal oh, Lord, it's, yeah. it's criminal. Yeah. I mean, oh, that'd yeah. be crazy to think another 20 years without a Super Bowl having Romo and then having Dak right after. That'd be, like you said, Mike, that'd be criminal. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, you think about Romo's story, how he was on the practice squad for five years. He finally gets his chance, and we know we know what happened afterwards. But that's an easy guy to root for, and it's an easy story to, to, to like as well. You know uh, you know, one thing uh, that, that I heard, though? Happy birthday, Ezekiel Elliott. You're second now. You've – he dropped you, Mike is Mike. Is, <laughs> happy birthday, man! <laughs> so you know, Foots. I know you you shouldn't have shared that story, but I'm curious. Did you? I'm not asking for names or anything, but did did Quinn tell you about any players that he thinks that maybe don't love football enough that that probably shouldn't be on the team or anything like that? No, it was it was nothing like that. He didn't throw anybody okay. on the bus, but he just said like he just like he was just like how we talk. Like he was like, "Yo, that young boy, Michael, y'all got one with him." Like he. Right. He really and 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 to be honest, Diggs was he was mad about the game as well. Like we have a good nucleus on defense, mm-hmm. young hungry guys. So that's cool. Yeah, curse as well. Absolutely. Well, you know, I want to ask you this before we move on to our next question here. But you think about a guy like Doc. Of course, we know the leadership skills, the work ethic, and everything. But do you think that he has that dog mentality as well? Oh, one hundred percent. Dak is. You know, the funny thing about it, you don't even hear about Mississippi State football anymore. Right, right. So, dog mentality, leadership, physicalness. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he's actually in shape now. You can kind of see oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he was in football, football shape last year because he had to rehab so much. He didn't. He wasn't really able to get his, his, his sea legs under him. I think Dak's ready to go. I have no issues with that whatsoever. Absolutely. All right, you know, let's, let's talk about our next topic here. You know, is there a player or coach from the 2020-21 season that you feel is most responsible for Dallas's success or maybe lack thereof? Is there a player or coach that for their success? Uh, lack thereof. I don't. So, Dan Quinn for sure came in and had a plan 
for not only Micah Parsons, but we got to remember how good OC Osa Osa played. Osa Odigizua played. Uh, he stepped in for Neville, and there was no issues um, mm-hmm. until maybe about halfway through the year, and then he was able that to. Rookie uh, wall. Yeah, that rookie wall was real, but I mean, outside of that, dude, he was he was special. Um, so I would definitely go with Dan Quinn having a plan for the defense. And listen, I I don't hate Kellen Moore. I just think that Kellen Moore is going to have to be seasoned. And the the trickiest thing about his job is being an offensive coordinator is really really hard to learn on the job in the NFL. You got to mm-hmm. remember, Kellen Moore has never called plays before, ever. Like, because you're an offensive mind does not make you qualified to be an offensive coordinator in the league. But I get it. Sometimes you're you're kind of blessed with, with the prime job. This is the primest job. So I just want to see how he handles certain situations. I want to see how he schemes CD open, CD being a true number one. Um, I won't say that the season is – Offensively towards the end, it's all on Kellen. But a lot of it is, especially when you look at how our our rhythm wasn't there at times and our game plan and our and our scheme, especially against San Fran, just was non-existent, especially early on in that game. Yeah, he had, he had an issue versus that shell. When teams went four-man rush shell, yep. he's going to have to show he can, he can beat that with his play calling. Otherwise, teams are just going to continue to do it. Yep, took Denver's my uh, took Denver's what Denver did. Yeah, San Fran did the exact same thing. Yep. All right. So, which player this season has a uh, a step up or step out year? They got it. This is the make it or break it. Who you got there? Mm, step up or step out? You know, you do one per side. Okay. Mm. I want to see Beatis play better football. Um, he's light, so he needs to show that he can play a little bit better. Um, I like Tyler Beatish, but it, it's just times where I saw him get pushed around. Uh, if not, I think that's a sneaky position that Dallas could target in the draft next year. Um, you remember those those old lines with Travis Frederick? I think we just take for granted how good mm-hmm. Travis Frederick was. Um, he was just he he was exceptional. Defensively, the defense is so young and I mean, I don't really expect – like, I'll, I'll never expect Anthony Brown to be a shutdown corner. Like, I know who he is. And then Trevon Diggs is a rising star. I love the back end. Believe it or not, I love Hooker. I love Curse. So, to me, maybe D-Law, but I think this is his last year anyway. So, you can go, you can go D-Law. Yeah, dude, that's a good one. And I think I think health is yeah. not this play, but he's got to play 12, 15 games, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. He does. Moving along here, you know, Footsie can pick one, one, no caveat. You have to, it's no one A or one B, but which player from Dallas is your biggest disappointment from this offseason? Ooh, that's a good one. And and I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kelvin Joseph, and not because is that is that is that you got me? Paul? No, I'm I meant to say which pick or move. I I apologize. 
Oh, which pick or move? Okay. Um, no, 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 no. That's cool. Um, so me personally, okay. So we'll, we'll save the player. We'll go to the pick. Um, I didn't have a problem with how Dallas drafted, and I know that's gonna sound Homer ish, but I didn't have a problem with how with 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 the with the way they went in the draft. Um, yeah. You know, in the second round, I thought that they would have went receiver with some of the guys that were on the board. But knowing what we know now and seeing how Sam Williams looks um, and what the staff thinks about Sam, uh, I can't say that I'm uberly upset. I would think, you know, the one, the a sneaky one is, could you have tried to keep Cedric Wilson on your roster, knowing what you know about Mike Gallup? Like, I'm not mad about Amari Cooper because I think that, it's time to let CD be a one, mm-hmm. but yeah. could Cedric Wilson have maybe been your two or your stamp three? I don't know. He's yeah. gone now. So maybe that's kind of like an underrated one for me. Um, we see what's going on now with Lyle and I tweeted this the other day. Lyle's not even ready for camp. And so I think there's a pattern with his weight issues him being in shape. And I just think that Dallas got tired of it. And I don't know if they, really wanted to deal with him not maybe not loving football as much as he once did when he first was drafted. Cool. Whatever that happens. Um, so I would probably say keeping what you had in house with Cedric Wilson. Um, and that's like an underrated one. I love the way that the Cowboys drafted. I really, really did. Uh, I think that the tight end from Wisconsin was a great pick. I think that Tyler Smith, when you look at the way that the Cowboys played, against uh, San Francisco. They got bullied up front. You have to share that middle of your offensive lineup. So, you know, that's kind of like an, an underweighted one. Yeah, and, and if you look at Biotis, which he played better as the year went on, but like you said, he's so light. Putting him around a big bully like Smith and the king, Zach Martin, the other king, you know, that yeah. if, if he can't make it in between those two, then you know, hey, we might need to look towards doing something else, you know, next season. Absolutely. And you know, Fletch, you were previously you were talking about having guys who might have that dog, have that mentality. Sam Williams, I think he kind of fits that mold, you know, when we don't think about the, of course, you have to feel stuff, but I feel like he's, he kind of has that personality who, who might fit that, that new attitude that we're trying to bring to this football team. Absolutely. Oh, you got to have it. Um, you have to. Absolutely. So what uh, what position group on the team worries you the most for this upcoming season? Oh, that's easy. It's uh, a lot of people are going to go receiver. I think that I I still want to see how our offensive line plays mm. over the stretch of the year. Easy, yeah. easily. I think our defense is going to be fine because I just think that Dan Quinn is going to make it work. He knows what he's looking at. He's a former head coach. He, he just knows what he's looking at. And I think that this defense is now going to end up being a focus with athletes. Like, like you have two top ten players on your defense, arguably. Um, so with Micah and Diggs, you're going to be in games because they're going to make plays for you, right? Um, if you get anything from a guy like Sam Williams and Dorrance and D-Law and anything on the back end from a second year and a, and a healthier hooker, I think you'll be fine. You get anything from Jabril Cox, I think you'll be fine. But what is that offensive line? Like, 
if 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 Tyler Smith and everything that I've seen from Smith, I'm excited, like uberly excited. If he if he's the one, right? Then we're in good shape because now we can get back to playing downhill football. We can get Zeke going. We can get Tony going. Cool. If he's not, it could be a long year. Yeah. You know, nice Mitchell, that, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say, you talked about, you know, concerns with the offensive line. You touched a little bit on Biotish. You just talked about a little bit about Tyler Smith as well. What, what are your thoughts on Terrence Steele? Are you concerned at all? Or, or do you feel pretty confident in, in his ability from what he's shown the last, last two years? I'm actually not concerned with Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele actually, it, it's actually amazing how he developed. And it's actually part of the reason why I'm so excited about Tyler Smith. Okay. I've never seen a player go from losing reps against Bradley and I to pile driving dudes down the field. He's one of the better run blockers in the in the NFL. Mm. Um he oh yeah. Terrence still his strength is part of the reason why they were so comfortable letting Lyle yeah. Collins walk. Right. And so really it's the left side of that line, because mm-hmm. we gotta remember Tyron Smith, the health is is a real issue. So yeah, yeah, it is that it, it, uh, that that group right there uh, uh, is going to be key because if teams can run those four man fronts and you can't get push on them, it, it's going to be an issue. But if Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele could be the difference, you know, the more stronger guys that can get some movement up front, it, it could change the whole, you know, dynamic of the offense, because once you get them out of that shell, that crushes. So and and that was not a year removed from the injury. So so you know adding that to it, this team this team even with the losses they've had could be a top three offense yet again this year. You also got to remember what are we doing to swing tackle? Oof. Exactly Nothing. two two young exactly two young players. Well, let's go. Um, you know, Josh Ball. So that's the group that that I that I need to know is is going to play good football. I don't. Well, I don't want talk to about Farniak as well, right? Yeah, Farniak. But I mean, eh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I I have a we have an upcoming question about free agents, so I don't want to like, but man, Daryl Williams, golly, I, I don't yeah. I, that move. I don't understand why they wouldn't at least you know he started so many games. He started big games in Buffalo. A veteran guy, like I, I don't understand why they wouldn't bring him in and just, hey, you're the swing tackle, you know, you'll be good, you know. Maybe he wants to start, I don't know, but but it seems like there's not much interest in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Is there a veteran that you believe might not make this roster? Foots. Basham is the one who I think could get pushed off the roster. Um, you know, I don't think Tristan Hill makes the team. Um, Agreed. and I don't know if you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you look at him as a veteran, but I didn't like the pick when he was drafted. I haven't liked the pick when I argue with Vach and, and other guys about it. And I still don't like the pick. I just, I thought that was a, a bad, I just didn't think it made sense. Um, off the field, I saw the quick twitch, but the problem is it, he's not a consistent player. Um, he's clearly moved down the roster. Um, and another thing is this regime didn't draft him. So yeah. that's always 
they're not they're not they're gonna get their guys in there, right? So I just I just don't see how Tristan Hill makes his team. Uh, I'm curious though, when you said you didn't really like him as a prospect, you didn't like the pick. Was there something about his game on film that you didn't like, or you just was it the off the field stuff that you 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 weren't really a fan of? I think there for a few a few things is I had other players rated higher than him when we picked. I think I had a few safeties. I gotta go back and look at that class. They all run together. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, but I, I think I had a few safeties and a few DBs rated higher than him. And I saw some good tape, but it was just like, like when you turn on Osa's tape, you see, oh, wow, that's a three tech. You see it, the hand placement, he's not getting completely washed in the run game. It's just too many times that I saw Tristan Hill just flying upfield and the ball's going underneath him. And that you always got to be careful of that with D tackles. Um, because you know, these teams will use your leverage against you. It's, it's such a leverage game. I mean, you're playing schemes. One minute you're playing a man scheme. The next minute you're playing a gap scheme. The next minute you're playing a zone scheme. And you got to have tools in your bag for every single scheme. To give you an example, you're playing San Francisco in the championship game. I mean, in the playoff game, and they're running zone. And you could just see that our defensive line had trouble early on fitting it. You know, you're playing Washington and they're running inside zone. They're not really zone stepping, but it's just, so it's just so many different things D line wise, not to turn this into a coaching podcast or a schemes podcast, but love it. Yeah. I, the point is with Hill, I just didn't see enough. It's like, I think you could have got more bang for your buck. And now that's, it just looks like a wasted pick. Like, let's be honest, fellas. There's no real plan for Tristan Hill moving forward. We got to be, real he's he's a cowboy but is there really a plan for him moving forward on his team if if he's taken up a bunch of snaps this year something went wrong absolutely neville or osa uh jack and angie leave leave cj goodwin alone stop (laughs) every year y'all try to cut cj goodwin the guy is an an ace on one part of a team you need to win leave him alone gotta have it you have to. He's he's great at what he does. Yeah, we're getting some lower some Noah Brown uh, dislike here in the chat as well, boys. Uh oh, yeah, they're, they're special teams guys. They're yeah, they're teams. You're not you're not gonna cut those teams guys, especially you know you got a guy like Bones Fossil who who needs his guys, you know. And Bones, I mean, to be fair, they did a pretty good job last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so nah, Noah. This team is comfortable with players like Noah Brown. Is there a free agent you'd bring in? That's a just one. Don't give me a list. You you got you got to pick one. What's a guy you want to bring in here that you think could help the team next season? You know what's the running back room like? You know I really I don't even too much. Let me I I don't really too much. You give me a name, Mike. Well, I don't. Daryl Williams swing tackle would be one. Anthony Barr obviously is talked about quite a bit as a linebacker. Barr is a good name. Anthony Barr is not a bad name. Linebacker depth and a pass rusher. I wouldn't mind that. Fits his scheme. I cover him in college. Um, Longer athlete can play multiple positions on that front. Um, Any scheme fluent. Barr, Anthony Barr would be a good one. Um, I think what happens at receiver in camp. I mean, here's the thing, right? Are these guys struggling as a unit? If so, does Dallas press the panic button? 
So no. that may be a position group that you look at. Anthony Barr, you know, the thing about Anthony Barr was, um, you know, him and Kendricks, they were just like, like married almost in that, in that uh, Minnesota defense. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, and then covering Anthony Barr at UCLA, it's crazy. Like he was one, a player who I wanted Dallas to draft. And so he could be a name. He could be a name. Like that's a good name. Yeah, I like that. The, the word is, is we all know Stephen Jones don't want to spend over six mil. And word is he wants somewhere between nine and 11. So that could be that could be the reason that he's not on the team quite yet. And he's probably waiting for uh, an injury or what have you. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Including the draft, what grade would you give the Cowboys offseason foots? Including the draft, what grade would I give the Cowboys offseason? I give it a B plus. Um, you know, it just it, it bothers me, Paul, because so many people think, hey, Dallas is going to be super active in free agency. And they haven't yeah. been for the last five years. And right. so I think that we live in such a Madden team building world that it's like, it's just not what Steven's going to do. They've adopted. It's not a fantasy football world. No, they've adopted the Ravens way. They've adopted Green Bay's way. They've adopted the Patriot way. They're going to draft. They're going to develop. Do they kind of hold on to players a little bit longer than they should? Maybe. Um, you know, like guys like Tyron Smith would have been cut from New England years ago, probably, or I don't know. But the point is this team is going to draft and develop. I think they have probably a top three draft department as, as far as, for my money, with Will McClay heading it up. I think that Will does the a, one of the best jobs of marrying the player to what the Cowboys want to do scheme-wise and how to how it fits. And so I think they'll always have a shot. Like, let's be honest, this time last year, people weren't happy with the Micah Parsons pick. Who? Yeah. What? Why did we why did we get this tackle? Sorry. I, I went on YouTube the day it happened and said, guys, just relax. And now watch this, Mike. You're not wrong because when you look on film, Micah didn't play the same way that he played at Penn State. They kept him in the middle of the field. Yeah, they kept him (laughs) in the middle of the field, and he was a downhill player. I thought he looked lost at times in in coverage. I went on my my channel as a draft, you know, during draft time of the year, and it's like, I like Zayvon Collins better. I like the way that he opens his hips. I like the way he turns and runs. Um, he looks like a longer athlete. And then what does Micah do? He comes in the NFL and he's just haven't seen anybody. I knew he was special when I heard LeVar Arrington say he hasn't seen a player as dynamic as Micah other than Sean Taylor. I'm like, mm. that's some praise. Okay. I had. I have two draft ones that I'll never that I that I to this day I go listen I, I do the draft stuff I write for Cowboys Wire Draft but take it with a grain of salt because one I have Micah as linebacker four oops <laughs> more like the, the best player in the draft and I had Josh Rosen as my quarterback one. <laughs> Let me if if they did a redraft now, Rashawn Slater turned out to be All Pro as well so. 
you we wouldn't have been wrong because that's who I wanted. Yeah, I wanted JC Horn, and and honestly, Sertan didn't have a bad year either. Mm-mm. No, he didn't. Horn the gets top hurt. Ten were killers this year. Yeah. I mean, if you redrafted though, Neil. if you redrafted, Mike is going probably one. One, no question. Oh, he's about first. That. He's he's, he's first. I, I it's a no doubter pick. Yeah, even over the quarterbacks. Yeah, you went even back, you, even over the quarterbacks, he's going one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sorry, it's me. Um, the question about Tolbert going in the third round that I wanted to ask, do you think he is being brought in to play more of Amari's role? Or do you think CeeDee Lamb's going to, like positioning, is he going to go like more outside or play the position that Amari did? Or do you think Tolbert was brought in to directly take CD's spot because CD's going to be playing in that Amari role in the offense, not just wide receiver one, but like where they're going to line up. That's a great question. So in two by one or, you know, three receiver sets, two edge players, one in a slot. I think this is where Kellen Moore, Mike has to earn his money. I don't think that you can just keep CD lamb on the edge and say, go be an X because I don't think that that's doing 88 skill set justice. I don't think uh, outside of Debo Samuels and maybe Jamar Chase, I don't think there's a receiver in football with better run after the catch ability than CeeDee Lamb. Like, I just don't. But oh, the wow. problem Justin is Jefferson. Hmm. no. Oh, no. Justin Jefferson is really good as a route runner. But, yeah. like, when the ball is in CeeDee Lamb's hands, I think mm-hmm. he's more violent than Justin oh, Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Tyreek Hill. So maybe four, maybe four receivers that when they get the ball – they can make more happen than CeeDee Lamb. But the problem is it just hasn't been showcased correctly. Debo won. Jamar Chase, because he just he's just crazy and he's huge. Yeah. And and Tyreek Hill. To me, oh, man, that's, that's it. Absolutely. But so I don't think that you just put him on the on the on the edge and say, hey, just go run nine, go run slant, go run comeback. No. I think you need to get him the ball quick. I need to think you need to, that you need to go quick game. I think you need to go, you know, jets and, and all that type of stuff. So I think Jalen Tober really, and Mike, this is going to sound, I, I hate doing this because I like to go out on a limb with things. I think that Jalen Tober needs to know every position because he needs to know the slot. He needs to know the X. He needs to know the Z. He needs to know the backside. But I think that you brought Tobert in because he's smooth enough to do really all three. Um, you know, for my money, Jalen Tobert was a, a, a second-round athlete. Um, he looked really, really good at the Senior Bowl. Probably one of the best receivers at the Senior Bowl. So, to me, I think that you could start him off opposite of CeeDee Lamb and put James Washington in the slot. Um but it just it, it'll really just depend on the feel. I do I'll tell you this. Dak has a thing for Tolbert. Mm-hmm. A bromance brewing, it sounds like. Yeah. And so he's flying you out to Miami. That's good news, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be fun to watch that kid. Look, I also had a second round grade. I had a third round grade on Sam Williams. So when they both were drafted. I, I had said on the show, I go, if you just flip the draft picks, nobody cares. Because, yeah. 
most people had Tolbert as a two, Williams as a two, three, depending on mm-hmm. how much you put into the, how much the off field stuff would have dropped him. So I think I was telling everybody that was mad. I'm like, if y'all just flip the two, nobody cares. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, great picks. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Foots, I'd like to ask that question, but kind of in a different way. We saw that Michael Gallup, he got the contract this year, this offseason. We saw the Cowboys trade away Amari, and we know it's kind of, I hate to say a do-or-die season for C.D. Lamb, but now he's getting his opportunity to to prove that he was worthy of that first-round pick. Do you think that Tolbert might have been drafted to replace either Amari or C.D.? Oh, no. I mean, I think that there's only one player. So I I made a video – and it was, I think there may be only one player with more ability than Tolbert on this team, and I think that's CeeDee Lamb. Um, mm. I, for my money, CeeDee Lamb hasn't reached a ceiling yet. Partly yeah. due, he had a player in Amari Cooper who demands the football. Rightfully so, he's earned it. Partly due because of scheme, and partly due because, you know, just maturity and Receiver is one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL, if not the hardest, to come in and get back, to get great at. And he's had a, a 900 yard season and a thousand yard season, so he's continuing to trend up with right, right. with a guy like Amari Cooper on the other side of him. Um, you know, for me, I think that um, you know, I don't, I, I, I think that, I think that if anything, he would probably replace Michael Gallup. Um, oh, okay. If, you know, when that time – because we extended Gallup. I can't remember. We extended Gallup for – Gallup – Five years, right? Yeah, we, we extended Gallup for five years, but I don't think it's to replace anybody. I just think he's it'll be he's going to be a cog in this offense. Like, he's going to be a piece in this offense that – you know, Dallas wants to have three guys ready to go. Um, yeah. I think that's how they want to play football, and I think that they'll have – I think that Jalen Tolbert is going to be a really good player year one. I do. Yeah, so do I. Um, do you think the uh, the recent comments from Amari Cooper about C.D. Lamb, did they sound a little bit of a diss towards Kellen Moore? Or was it just did, – did you hear the comments by, by Cooper first? Yes, I did. Okay. Do you think he was kind of laying a little shade to Kellen Moore? Or do you think it was just, you know, a boosting up C.D.? You know, it's, it's funny. With Coop, you just never know. Like, right. he's so melancholy, bro. You, you just, you don't know. Like, I, I'll say this. I don't think he liked the way he was used. You can see it. His body language tells you it all. Um, You can see it. But, I mean, maybe that's why he's not a cowboy anymore. Um, I thought that there were things that Coop could have done better, though, too. Like, let's not put it all on Kellen Moore. He, he, mm-hmm. he was, he had habitual drops. Sometimes I question his effort. Um, you know, when he was having a coop game, he was having a coop game. But then there were times where it's just like, I never forget that Jets game where it's just like he just comes out the game, just sits on the sideline, just doesn't want to play football today. It's like, okay, Amari, we need you. And then it goes haywire. That was two years ago. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I can't say it was a jab. I do know that Keller Moore d- did have a lot of talent. And so between this year, I think the biggest thing that's also going to help CD is the usage of Tony Pollard and how we get him in space as well. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think that Kellen Moore can only get better with time. 
it looks like Dallas is, is, is they're not going to give up on him as an OC. And so we can just hope that he gets better. And we have a, a question from the fans here from Jack and Angie Meeker. It's Foots, can James Washington play himself into an extension or, or is he just a placeholder, do you think? I think he's just a placeholder. I don't see him playing himself into an extension. I don't see Dallas extending him. They have too many athletes that they are going to have to get to. So, no. Just to be straightforward with you, Jack and Angie, I don't see that. Yeah, I, I, he feels like a Michael Gallup substitute until Gallup's mm-hmm. healthy. You know, yeah, yeah. I feel like that that role of um, Jeff Cavanaugh had a thing on his page just recently where he talked about how Callan Moore got Michael Gallup matched up with the number one corner uh, at more than Amari or CD uh, on the last uh, last season or two, I believe it was. And so I think that's going to be James Washington's role to try to play that outside role, get the scheme, get the corner on him as the go guy and kind of play the other two underneath against the lesser coverages. That would be my guess of James Washington's role. Yeah, I can see that. You know, first of the next question here was, do you think that CD uh, is, has what it takes to be Dallas's number one wide receiver? You've kind of already touched on that. So we'll go ahead and skip it because it sounded like you, you think he does that. He's kind of been held uh, back. I, well, I want the opportunity. I can, I can double back, man. I 100% for think CD land. <laughs> No, I just I want to be very clear that I 100% think that CeeDee Lamb can be a number one this league and be a, 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 a damn good one. Can I ask you what you think his ceiling is? Because you said you mentioned that he's gotten better every year, but you don't think he's reached a ceiling. What, what exactly do you think his ceiling might be? If used correctly, CeeDee Lamb's a 1,400-yard receiver. Easy. Ooh. The ability – I mean, people just go back and watch him at Oklahoma. He was special, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. was. You know, and – he just has to be – he literally has to be used correctly. I don't think that you could just put him on – put him out there on the island and just say play football. I don't think that's his game. you mm-hmm. got to move him around. you gotta, you got to do different things, throw him screens, throw him all these types of things that can get him going. So I think that's his game. You know, I had a I had a tweet where I said that um, because we saw how Debo Samuel was used last year as a receiver and also out of the backfield, and we saw C.D. Lamb do a little bit of that as well last year. And I said that I thought C.D. Lamb could do it, maybe not to the extent of Debo, but used in a similar way and have success. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yep. And that goes back to my point about the run after the catch. I, yeah, yeah. I one hundred percent think he could. Yep. That's great. Go ahead. Go with the next one, Paul. I'll go after. So we've talked a lot about C.D. Lamb, uh, Foots, but is, is Tyler Smith or C.D. Lamb more important to the Cowboys' offensive success in, in this upcoming season? Oh, that's a that's a good one, Paul. You throwing some heaters. Um, <laughs> I would I'm say trying, I would man. say I would say this is gonna. I think that C.D. Lamb is gonna have success. So I'm gonna say Tyler Smith, and here's why: if you keep the middle of Dak's face clean, middle guard, I think that we're in business, man, and I do. And I just think I think that Tyler Smith is going to be a home run pick. I do. I, I you know the technique like that's what coaches get paid to do. Like they, they have to coach. So the hand usage whatever, okay, drill it. Let's get this kid better. Put in a plan to get him better. You know, let's go, let's do drills, let's get specialists, whatever you got to do. I see he's with Duke Manyweather, great. Like let's get him better. Let's put yeah. a regimen in. That's what you're paid to do. These guys aren't – they don't come in the league as ready-made prospects. You have to coach. You have to put in a mm-hmm. plan. That's I think that's the lost art of 
you know, Mike Tomlin said it, like, what are we doing as coaches if when we get a guy when he's drafted, we don't put him in position, we don't get him better. So I think that's the whole point. And I think that 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 the Cowboys will do that with Tyler Smith. So and he quite frankly, you need him to. Because I, I just don't think that Connor McGovern has enough. And obviously Connor Williams just was he just just wasn't gritty enough. I just I hate to say it. He wasn't gritty enough. Yeah, they moved him to center for a reason in Miami. Miami signed him to a big deal and moved him right to center. I mean, they just they don't think he's strong enough to play guard. He's not. So going into next year, who's uh, more important to the defense, Diggs or Demarcus Tank Lawrence? Oh, that's easy. One hundred percent Diggs. Um, while Tank needs to have a good year to have a lockdown corner, mm. you know Diggs. It's a lot of flack, you know, and I'm always fighting people on Twitter because at the end of the day, there's no true shutdown corners in the NFL. Just, they just don't exist. And so, I mean, you watch Jalen Ramsey, you watch, you know, you watch Jamar Chase run past him all Super Bowl in the whole game. And so you watch Mike Evans run past him. And against Diggs, Mike Evans did nothing. These guys are going to give up plays. But if you're telling me you have an athlete or you have a cornerback who can get you Let's say he doesn't do 11 picks this year. Let's say he does five, six, seven picks. That's still really good. That's seven yeah. stolen possessions. And so, to me, you know, the Diggs flack is ridiculous. He's a great player, and he's definitely more important. Yeah, the, the fact that people diss an all-pro. This isn't a Pro Bowl voted by, like, fans. He was the all-pro, and they're like – yeah, but he gave up yards, and I'm like, okay, well, who's your number one corner? And they're like, well, Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, well, he gave up less than 100 yards more than Jalen Ramsey. Like, Mashawn Lattimore, he, he, you know, you think that 100 yards makes up for the nine extra interceptions this dude brought in? Like, it, it blows my mind how this happens with Cowboys. If you watch the show, you know the rants that I go on where you have to have takes if you're on TV about Dallas because you want to get the fan base involved. So the yards allowed has never been a thing. It just, it hasn't. It's, it's never, it's never ever. It's never been a thing ever, but for anybody. Not even a stat. Not even and a, then yeah. a Dallas Cowboy cornerback gets 11 picks as an all pro. And somebody goes on and goes, oh yeah, but look at PFS says he gives up yards. A yeah. hundred yeah. more yards than like the, oh, the yeah. dumbest Don't. thing I ever heard. But P, that look at PFF, how much, how much run they got from that and how much, the 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 you know I won't say his name, but the Fox Sports guy, you know, says stuff about it, and the ESPN people say stuff about it. It's that thing's not a thing. Take the eleven interceptions and be happy with your all pro. PFF has a stat for how much you breathe. Oh, he breathed. <laughs> you know, just give me a break. I, I'm I'm old school like you, Mike. I mean, I'm a young guy, but I'm old. So interceptions, QBR. Rushing yards, passing yards. I don't get into the fantasy football stuff. Like I said, I don't even like Leah. PFS has has a scout at every game watching. Oh, Trayvon Diggs, bam, bam, bam. Let's cover. Just stop. Just stop. Like, yeah, he's giving up nine hundred yards because we're beating Philly, Washington by a hundred points, and he's playing soft coverage. And he was in his zone, and he tackled him last, so he gave up. Stop. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like. The, it's, the- What's the one where the I can't remember who they're playing, but the, the both players thought the other one was going to go for the interception, 
And it was like a, I think it was Patriots, maybe. The Patriots one, yeah. Both guys think they're going, the other one's going to get the interception. The throws, ter- one of them could have easily picked it off. They both slow up. The guy gets it. Oh, look at Diggs got burned. <laughs> I'm like, it's an interception if the guy, like, is just, he's not like, oh, you got it? Oh, you got it? You know, that stuff happens. That's fine. It's football. Don't, yeah. don't take it. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's in. Even on that play, it was the safety's play to make. But you know, like you it said, it was. It was. It's Twitter loves to. It's like, it's they're gonna be all over Michael, waiting for him to have a bad year. Just ready. I'm ready. You got to be ready for it. You got to be ready. You have to be ready for it. Trust me. The the first time he goes a game without a sack. Oh, I thought he was T.J. Watt. He ain't nothing. <laughs> I'm like, unreal expectations to try to meet. Yeah. So, Mac, you know, we got to, Mike, we got to hit him with back to, we got to hit foots with back to back jabs. I'll let you throw this next tag maker, sir. All right. Who's the better player, Dak or Micah Parsons? Ooh. I'm going to have to go with Micah Parsons. Um, mm. I just think that the, I just think the ability, again, man, it's just hard to be, it's hard to be 240, 250. Like, is Dak a better leader? Yeah. Is he all of that? But I mean, Micah is literally a unicorn. I mean, it's just it's incredible the way he moves. You could just see it when he played even the Kansas City game. It was like he's even though we lost, and it was clear like they kind of like they had us, they had us pegged, they had us figured out defensively and offensively. I didn't that was one of our worst games. I didn't like that game. That left um, side was they they had oh, started steel and left and McGon- McG- uh, McGovern as the first starts. Yeah, it was just all bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah, and Mike is still making plays. And so I just say that to say like Mike is just unreal. You're yeah. not gonna. It's just many players just like him just don't come around. Um, and that's not a, that's not a shot at Dak. I just don't think that I did. And honestly, it's Dallas lucked into him. To be honest, because the rest of the league didn't do their work on him. Right, and you right. gotta think it was COVID year. He sat out that year. He knew he knew he was going. So do you, you, you know, want to make yourself even more happy? The the Eagles and the Giants picked before us because of the trade, and both of them left Michael Parsons for us. Thanks, oh, yeah. guys. And they and and they would and they would love to have them. They're chasing them. Oh man, the, yeah. yeah, they're chasing and them. It's, and it, they give up their first two picks of last oh, yeah. year's draft to get, especially the Giants. Tony, they don't they they've been trying to get out of that pick since they made it. And yeah. uh, Ojolari, as good as he was, eight sacks. He wasn't Michael Parsons. He ain't even yeah, yeah. Michael Michael Parsons is the definition of a uh, generational talent. Absolutely. You could just see it. It's just like when Aaron Donald was drafted. You could just see it. You see it. All right, Foots, here comes the fun part of the show where you uh, you have one to five minutes or how long, however long you want, man. But you, know, you have one to five minutes to get whatever issues, new or old, you want to get off your chest. Maybe act as if Jerry, Steven, or anyone else associated with the Cowboys that you have problems with is listening and you know that, that you want to get something off your chest. I want to get... I want Cowboys fans to understand patience and what it takes to really be great and put together a great team. So last year, I I knew in the playoff game, I went to the playoff game and I said, it's going to be a tough task to beat San Fran because they're just that physical. 
Does that mean that you? Same here. Yeah, I, I said it. People argue with me. Oh no, 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 we're good. I said no, it's it's just a different level. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I said, but it doesn't mean that you just throw the team away, and you just clean house, and you just try to go get all these free agents, and you just do what you see teams like Philly doing, and because I just don't think that football works that way. I think football works with continuity. I think football works with scheme. The truth is you lost to a better coach in Shanahan, better coaching staff, um, better OC. Um, I, I don't know if Mike McCarthy – I think Mike McCarthy fully has his hands on the team now. I don't know if last year he did, and I think he'll fully have his hands on the offense. Um, and it's like, hey, Kellen, now my job's on the line. Let's go here. So I just want Cowboys fans to be patient. Like, you waited this long. I know we want rings. We want playoff games. And I. this is why I never get in the – there's never been a year where I've drank the tea or listened to these players talk and start quoting them. And, yeah, we're going to – I'm always here. Let's, let's, let's grade it. Let's look at what we're let's 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 look at what let's let's take in what we're looking at. Let's look at how they look in camp, and then let's talk about it. But I just like I said, I just want fans to just just stay patient because at the end of the day, you know, I I don't think that this team is as far away as we think, and I think that we're on the right path, and I think that we have the cue. Now the scheme needs to marry what he does, and I think that we'll be fine. Yeah, patience is not a dude. Kelvin Joseph already stinks. Like, I mean, yeah. If, if you don't have people come out, I try to tell people, Dorrance Armstrong's 24 years old. He just had his best year. Like, it's not a bad signing. And you got him two years, like, on the cheat. Now, yeah, of course you want Gregory. This is a pass rusher. You want to bring in as much as you can get. But I told him, even with Gregory, I want Dorrance Armstrong as well for that. Like, Bring in all the young, possible, good pass rushers you can. Nah, he's he's been in the league three years. He stinks. Like I'm like, hey, yeah, patience is a is a big thing for for Cowboys fans for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Foots, I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight, man. It was it was a blast. Uh, before we get you out of here, I know you make music. I know you make Cowboys content. Can you talk to us about where we can find your music and and your content and what we can expect from you in the off season? Yeah, so I'll be doing a lot of training camp coverage. But one thing about me, I don't like to spam. Like, I know there are content creators who like, to, oh, he went to the bar last night. I don't do that. I just cover what I see, give my thoughts, um, give how I think it could affect the team, and I move forward um, because I think that's just how you have to move. Um, you guys can find my music and follow me uh at Fusta King on IG and Twitter. And then me and my boy, we have a duo, make like electronic music. It's Foots times Coles. So it's kind of like different groovy, up, up-tempo up electronic music. And um, cool. elect, 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 electronic funk groove music. Oh, nice, nice. And um, yeah, man, thank you guys for having me on the show. Like, this was a great time, man. You guys are, are really, really solid. Um. Um, I, I, I want to do this again. So have me back anytime. Hey, oh, man, yeah, I'll take that as a compliment, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody that that, uh, that works with Skywalker and Vach and Jeff as much as you do, 
that would take the time <laughs> to come on with us too. Uh, it's, it, it means a lot, dude. That's that's huge because those those guys are a ki- other kings. They're they're badasses. Man, you guys are you guys are there, man. It's it's about being humble. We all in this together, fellas. We all want the same thing. Yes, sir. So, yeah. It sounds like you're a car guy as well, Foots. Do you have, are you do you have a car collection or what's that about? Oh no 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 no! I do videos in my car. I think that's probably what Jack. Oh okay, and I got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Sometimes I, I I don't have time to sit down and edit and do the whole nine, so I'll just right right hop in the wheels. You feel me? <laughs> so yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> they, hey, they'll, they'll, he'll make me bust up because I'll be watching like Jeff and and uh, and Vach. And they'll be like, oh, Foots is this just him in the car. Yep, I'm driving. <laughs> That's you it. Get in, man, you got to do it. That's well, it, Foots, man. I again, I can't thank you enough, sir. Man, I can't thank you guys enough for having me. I'm going to get Michael, you on IG, too. I don't know how I missed you on there. I definitely have you on Twitter already, but I'll get you on IG as soon as we hop off. Oh, guys, no question, bro. Thank you. Please be sure to give Foots a follow and make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel. It's Cowboys Nation TV, correct? Yes, sir. I'm Mike. Remind the people they can find you on Twitter, sir. Ask CD Piglet, guys. Nice and easy. Letter C, letter D, Piglet. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate everyone for joining us tonight, and we'll see you guys next week.